Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, amplifiers. You know, when you have your financials worked out and you're becoming profitable, you think, hey, this is great. My business is growing. I'm amplified. But you always got to pay attention to that wonderful time throughout the year when you've got to file your taxes. And if you're strategic, you can plan ahead and make sure that you're saving as much as you possibly can. Now, I want to make sure that you're not thinking, oh, you know, I've got software that does that. That's not what we're talking about. We want to be thinking strategic. And while software may help you get some basic things, a strategist who really has the background and knowledge can help you save a lot more. And so today we're going to be talking about that in our podcast interview with a professional CPA tax strategist. I'd like to welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Laura DeHannes. Hi, hi, Kenny. Nice to, to see you today. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. And uh, nice to um, see or meet all of you amplifiers. So that's what we're talking about today is really diving into thinking about, you know, some, some things that could help tune in our financial health, because we all have to pay taxes. But from what I'm hearing, a lot of people typically tend to overpay. And they may not be thinking that they're overpaying, they just may be missing some of the things that they don't know. Right? Yeah, and it's uh, it's so interesting. Um, I, I recently saw a statistics. They're saying that more than 23 million businesses in the United States are not structured correctly. So what that means is that you almost like you're buying clothes for a different shape, right? Like let's say you're small and you buy large clothes. So you're paying tax on a different entity that you should be. That is the biggest thing I find. Like the minute, the minute I, I talk to someone, ask them what entity you're in and ask them why. Mm. And the common answer that I get, well, they Googled, well, my friend did the LLC or, you know, my, my tax, you know, preparer said I should do an S-Corp. They did this. So I recently met with, with the person. It's, I, I love real stories. He has five S-Corps every single one of them incorrectly done because someone told him you have to be in an escrow to be protected, right? No one really looked what he's about, what he's doing. So um, the number one thing that I would say, it's the most crucial element. Before you buy clothing, look at what size you're at, right? So look, where are you? But like, well, obviously if you're a dog, you're gonna buy clothes for a dog, right? If you're a human, you're gonna buy clothes for a human. So the same way, shape matters, entity matters for who you are, where you wanna be. And that's, I guess, really easy to overlook because you get set up in an entity and then you think, you know, I'm just gonna cruise along. I've already got that done. Now check that box, I'm moving forward. And why look back? Why, why look back to what entity you've filed as, if it's working, it's worked for you in the past. But like you're saying, there's a reason and you may not know. So I guess just for a moment, how can someone tell if they're in the right entity in the first place? What's it- well, that's a, that, that's an amazing question. Like I never, I never, no one ever asked me that question. So that's so good. I love it. So 
Um, number one, here's what I would like. You, you don't necessarily start with the entity. That's the number one step when you know something is not working right. But if you uh, wonder, if you think, am I doing this right? Or you, you like something doesn't make sense or you hear all these things. I'm like, oh my, should I do this? Should I do that? If you're not sure, that means you have to review it. My rule of thumb is you have to review it every five years. And the reason why is because your entity structure has to match your goals. And I know everyone talks about goals and I love goal setting. I love financial goals specifically. But the number one thing is that we need to know where we want to go. And let me give you a few examples because I know people relate to examples, right? And we all think. So I had one client who he said from the beginning, my sole purpose in this business is to be able to sell it for $10 million in three years. That was his goal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when you know you want to sell, you want to set up a structure that's not connected to you so much, right? That you can sell quickly, that has higher value. I want to get my value out of this. I want to make sure my corporate records look good because if I'm buying, I'm reviewing uh, financials to make sure that I have like the highest um the highest worth in this in this um, uh, acquisition, mm -hmm. I want to I want to make sure everything is clean. So it might be a different entity than if you say I want to pass it on to my kid. My son is mm -hmm. seventeen. I'm teaching my kid to take over. It's a completely different setup, or it might be the same. Right. Yeah, but you have to know the goal. And how does that differ? For example, um, you know, you think what could what could happen? I guess that the question that comes up so often is what could happen if I get set up in the wrong entity? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the most obvious thing, you overpay. Like people go right now and S Corps are like everyone has an S Corp, right? As a matter of fact, I just ran a, a tax planning scenario for a client. I said, look, if you would be a C-Corp, you're saving 24,000 and change. Just a simple thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I ran the calculation. I said, look, giving the exact same numbers, not changing anything, you would save this amount of money. So the number one is you would save money on tax in some instances, right? Um, number two, you can have the planning done. We can't afford in this 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 day and age. We can't afford to just let things um, to chance. Like you have to have estate planning done. If you're an owner and if the business relies on you, your expertise, who you, what you do, and what you um, possess as trademarks, copyrights, whatever your your trade is, you have to make sure you protect that. Not all entities protect you and your business and your interests. So. It's protection and passing it on. What do you want to do when you're not here? That's the biggest question. If you are concerned of your legacy, you want to think about the entity structure. And I have people like, you know what? I do so much. I want to set up a foundation outside of my business, right? Because I want to do so much good. It defines who I am. And if you say, oh, I'm just going to give from my own corporation. We just give money to charities. We don't need the foundation. You're, 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 you're just like robbing yourself for so much deduction, so much good that you can do for you, your family, and the charities that you want to help. So there's so many great strategies that would help you achieve the goals and align to who you are. And literally, at the end of the day, it has to bring congruence to your plans as an individual because you are the center of it all as an individual, right? Mm, right. And the business serves you 
the business and the the business goals would serve what your primary goal. We look at the the, the big people. Like I'm looking at, for example, Brandon Bouchard. Mm-hmm. He had a, he had a, a the growth day um, that he has this this um, this show every morning, right? With Jamie Kern Lima and great, great events that they're having. And all of them, they already achieved their financials, right? They already got the money. She sold the company for a million, for a billion dollars. She's got the money. It's not about the money. It's about being congruent with who she is and what she wants to do. And I can guarantee you that the entity that she has for what she's doing right now, it's a different entity than what she did when she built the It Cosmetics company, just an example. So um, you have to know the goal to be able to align your entities with the goal. I really like the suggestion of, you know, at least every five years coming in and checking in. So it's not something that you check off and say, we're good to go, we've got it done. But you're gonna evolve, your goals are gonna evolve, your business is gonna change. So might as well kind of tune back in and get assessed to make sure that you're still set up and still in alignment, um, whether it's you're gonna sell or you know, immediate savings that you could have in your taxes. And, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, you have quite a few resources and a guide that you're going to be sharing uh, for people who are interested in kind of learning some additional ways. Cause that's just, that's just one little way um, that could have a big impact on your bottom line and how much you can save in taxes. But you have a resource that if you're tuned in, uh, make sure that you take action on to get, because it, it's really valuable. Yeah, and I want to say one one I want just want to add a comment to that. You know, when when you look at entities, and this is this is so good because people think one type is better than another, mm-hmm. right? And you say when you look at you know for women, I'll just take that example because I'm a woman, right? They say oh size two or size four is more desirable than size ten. Well, here's the the the, the beauty is that every single size, every single shape of business has its beauty and its place. Every single one is suited in the right circumstance with the right facts and the right, um, you know, parameters in place. Like to give you an example, I have a variety of entities, mm-hmm. right? And I set up, you know, me, like my husband and I, we have different entities. And, you know, to give you a, a really clear and kind of bringing other strategies in, I want to hire my kids. I'm paying them anyway. They can do little stuff, right? So my son is being hired. He's, he's right now nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he can do the little things. He can shred paper. He can copy paper. He can arrange different things. He can clean the office area. He can do many different things, right? Mm-hmm. So, to take advantage of that, if I hire him in an S corp, I pay tax for Social Security. I pay tax for Medicare. If I have like a DBA, just this, just a simple example, mm-hmm. I pay nothing for the first twelve thousand dollars for a kid earn a thousand dollars a month that's a big deal right i'm saving 12 grand for doing nothing i would have paid that anyway right that's huge so even if i put so it's huge i pay zero like so it's a deduction for me i pay zero so i pay the kid anyway even now like if it's not right now because he doesn't spend a thousand dollars a month i'm gonna spend the money on the kid mm-hmm. right and yeah. How about save that money now? Because people say, and here's the biggest misconception I hear. Like everyone's building these great businesses and we say, you know what? We're saving, we'll put money in retirement. We're gonna do all the strategies. And when we retire, we're not gonna have that much money. Well, guess what? All my retirees have much more money now than they had in their working days. 
Wow, that's pretty powerful. Okay, so I mean, the ones that I serve, they're mm -hmm. doing investments, they're buying properties, they have a lot of like they're they're involved in real estate, right? They're coaching, they want to be helping the next generation. They're not stagnant. They want to work. They don't want to retire. And okay, that's so transformational, right there. Mm -hmm. it, it is. It is. So we think it's going to be sixty-five. I don't see myself retire at 65. I might do something else, <laughs> right? Where mm -hmm. I might be going to the next level up or I might just do, like, I think it, it, like if we have in us a desire to be significant. And once you reach your money goal and how much can you spend? Let's say you have 300,000 a year. Let's talk about the, the actual dollar money. Let's say you have half, let's say you have a million, okay? Mm -hmm. How much can you spend for your day to day, right? Unless you want to have a Grand Cardone, you know, jet right? Or a plane, you want to have your own plane. That's a different story. But how much can you spend as you know, a family, right? Unless you, you meet that goal. And then what, what happens next? So you have to think about what are you going to do? So most people that I see in business, um, when they get to being successful to have a mature business, they think about what can they do. So that's why I see majority of my clients have a foundation. The majority of the clients have something they want to give back to their community, to whatever they want to give to. What guided you in this industry, in this profession? What, what got you really passionate about kind of like what you're doing now? Oh, you know, I was, I was, um, it was so funny. I was just talking to someone uh, the other day and I was telling them the first story where um, I knew that I have to be in a people oriented business. I was um, about nine years old. I grew up in Romania, which is a communist country. So um, the parents would just send the kids up like in a camp at the beach. Anyways, so we were there for about a week and I wanted like an ice cream so bad. And I'm like, you know what I am going to get before they left with the train. I said, I'm going to get that ice cream. So I was able to go and sell um, a blanket where no one buy a blanket from a kid that was used up. I sold a blanket to be able to get the ice cream. So I realized that when you want something really bad, you're going to achieve it. So when my, when my dad, he was like, he's a serial entrepreneur. He um, got really sick. He had multiple businesses, but this one particular business, when I was about maybe 15 years old, he got into a really bad contract, a really bad loan that really wiped him out. Mm. He uh, got so sick that he was given one in a million chance to survive. Okay. He did not want to consult. He knew better. He has 65 employees who lost their jobs. He lost um, cabins up in the mountain. He barely kept the house that we were living in. He had to sell everything that he owned wow. to make it. Okay. And he had so many businesses. He was, he had like, he had his own business for as long as I remember. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, the fact that he did not want to counsel with someone, I was determined to really be that person to counsel the small businesses, to not believe that we know it all. It doesn't mean that I know better than you, but I have seen many businesses. I have closed tens of tens of businesses. I opened tens of businesses, right? Mm -hmm. We see them successful. We see them not successful. So we can just give the insight to keep you running your business and keeping achieving the potential that you want to, or that you have, or the, the goal that you want to achieve in your business. So I really, you know, I have that, that kind of like ignition on, you mm -hmm. know, it's like that, that's my goal. And I'm determined um, to really achieve that goal of mine to really help small businesses. That's a, an amazing 
backstory. I appreciate you for sharing that. And one of the other things that we ask uh, guests to do, because we, we can share our wins and our successes and some of the things that we've, we've gained, but sometimes we also can really learn from other people's challenges or setbacks. And I was wondering if you could share a challenge or a setback that you faced that maybe taught you a lesson along the way. Um, so I guess the, one of the, one of the biggest, um, not necessarily setback, but it was, it was hard for me to learn mm -hmm. was that, um, you know, everyone knows if you run a business, you can run alone, right? You can run alone. And, and I was sharing with you a little bit prior. Um, I thought that people should just get the vision. Uh, they would just get the reason why we do things the way we do. They should just understand why we're running at the speed we're running, right? And I tend to go faster than my team. I tend to be a visionary. So mm -hmm. most of the people that I meet, if you have a business, you're a visionary, okay? You have a vision and you work hard to bring life to your vision. And the what I mean, I know it sounds very psychological, but what I really like, I like to test myself mm -hmm. and test my team. I have a few different tests that I use to see psychologically and mentally and emotionally where we are, right? Mm -hmm. Because I say one thing and I had a, you know, last week I had a meeting with my team. I had said something and none of the, the people in my team got it. And I said, I can't blame them. It has to be me. Right. Mm -hmm. So number one is understand who you are. Right. Because I, I, I need to know why I'm doing and the speed that I'm doing and understand the people that I work with. It's about team. It has nothing to do with the clients. It has nothing to do with anyone else is building the team, the winning team to help you go run the race. And to build that team, we have to understand them. And if something goes wrong, 100 percent of the times it's our fault. 100% of the time. It was hard for me to acknowledge. I said, well, I hired the wrong person. No, that could be right. But it was it's still 100% my fault. At this level, it's 100% our fault. And as soon as we acknowledge that and we see what can I do different and set up um, parameters to stay in the decision-making process mm -hmm. that helps us avoid that mistake again. I really and like I've, that. I, I've, I've made many mistakes, but that was the biggest one. I would say the team, because you cannot run alone. There's no way you can run alone. I really think that's a great distinction to make because there are a lot of people that get busy and you hear that cliche, oh, it's hard to find good help, but that's that's passing the buck. That's not taking responsibility because if, if we take ownership of, really creating the vision, aligning it and guiding that team to achieve the vision, then it gives us power to make that happen. But if, if we put blame in the case, then we almost give the power away and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, so yeah. I think, I think that's a, and it's just getting the awareness of it and then saying, you know what, I'm not going to pass the book. I'm going to take ownership. So I think that's a great lesson that Chances are people tuning in, maybe even heard before, but sometimes we got we got to rehear things a few times and then say, you know what, uh, maybe I need to step up and take the ownership of the situations that I'm experiencing in my own business. Uh, so thank you for sharing yeah. that. 
Yeah, and it's it's the same. It's the same for you know, like um, we like right now it's tax season, and mm -hmm. people blame, oh, it's my tax person. Well, you know, they're they're doing a job, and I just want to make a clear distinction um, that I hear a lot right now, just because it's the tax season. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, you know, they go and they get frustrated because they go to get their taxes done, and the tax, like, assuming they're not doing their own taxes, right? Mm -hmm. You go in and you say the, you know, the CPA prepares your return and says, do you have anything else? That's the biggest question that that's the most common question that you get. Do you have anything else? Well, can you do anything else to lower my tax? And they ask you, well, what else do you have? Right? That's the question right. that, that that's the, the most common question they get. And they get frustrated, right? And here's what I, I want to I want people, there's not enough knowledge for people to understand. Just because you're a CPA, it doesn't mean you're a specialist in um um, acquisitions, or you're a specialist in tax strategy, you're a specialist in public accounting, you're a specialist in, there's so many different specialties within being a CPA. So a tax preparer does the job, you give them the documents, they deliver a document back, right? They'll tell you this is the bill, or this is what you get back. That's it. That is their job. They're not doing something wrong. They're very competent in doing the job that you hired them to do. Now, if you want, people want to have strategy from their CPA who just does tax preparation, it requires a specialty. It requires, it's like going to the medical, going, like, I'm, I can compare this to going to your medical doctor and say, oh, I think I have an X amount. They give you a little lotion. Okay, good. Once you get, once that, that itch becomes like a big rash, then it, can, it becomes a sore, you go to the specialist. Right. They're not going to say, oh, I already gave you the bit, little bit of lotion to make it to, to ease up your pain. It becomes a sore. You better go see the specialist. You go to the dermatologist to see what's that sore. It's the same way. If you have like a little thing that's going on, they might give you like, oh, you might, you might do a couple. It might give you a couple of light strategies that they can use mm -hmm. right there on the spot. But if the problem becomes, if you, you feel like, oh, I'm like, I can't be owing $100,000. It's not possible. I can't pay 40 grand. I barely made X, right? I don't even have the money. Where's the money? <laughs> right? So I say, that's the moment you have to go talk to a specialist. And that brings me to, um, I wanted to, to bring a special offer um, to you and your, yeah, to you and your tribe. And I really wanted to um, offer if you're a business owner. Okay. And if you wonder if you are in the right entity, if you're paying more than you should. Okay. And when I say you have a business, it can be a schedule C. It can be having just a DBA. You can have a partnership, LLC, S Corp, C Corp, and all this in between. Um, if you want us, you know, my team and I to review your tax return to see, is there any type of saving? Because if you wonder, right, we can mm -hmm. go and spot it. We have like really detailed in 45 minute conversation, we can go ahead and spot. So I wanted to offer that to all the amplifiers, um, a 45 minute call. The only thing you have to do is show up. You have to you have to book a, an appointment. You have to show up with your tax returns, uh, preferably two years, if not just last year, and your financials for 2020 or 2021. So we need financials and tax returns. When you have all of that, show up. We can go ahead and tell you. Say, look, um, and I can I had a guy. We were able to save $128,000. Holy smokes! <laughs> That's definitely worth okay. some time to to check out and, and look into. Yeah, he his bill was a hundred, I think a hundred ten, right? Mm -hmm. He missed on a big credit, and it was not one year; it was multiple years in a row. Oh my gosh! So you imagine, imagine, imagine that 
the, the, the missing out on that all this year. So um, I would say it's worth a try. It doesn't cost you anything. And we have a special surprise for you as soon as you book a call and you have completed that 45 minute, we have a, we have a, a gift for you at the end as well. So um, I think Kenny has a link to where you can book that appointment. And I would love to meet you and learn about your story and your goal and um, kind of what do you do in your business? Excellent. So I highly suggest taking advantage of getting a some fresh eyes. It, if you, just looking at maybe your your entity or just around under the um, under your numbers, just to see, hey, could I be saving some money and not be overpaying? It doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. It doesn't hurt to get some, an expert to look at, and that's pretty much how we do things at Growth Amplifiers. Uh, from a marketing and sales perspective, um, just being able to not just plug and play, but to really look behind the scenes and make sure that you're putting your best hand in forward. You're playing every ace. So definitely look at the link, check it out, uh, schedule time, and just you know, know that you're, you're doing something that's going to be well worth it. If all you did is found one strategy to help you save some money, it'd be totally worth it. Uh, so, yeah. so Laura, thank you for tuning in and for... Uh, sharing some some fresh insights on some things that people could do to save some money, um, make sure they're not overpaying for giving us a nice inspirational story and for also creating this wonderful opportunity for those to save even more money by learning more strategies and getting some assets to help them amplify their business. Highly appreciate it. Well, uh, it was a pleasure um, to see you and to be here. Um, I love to serve and I think ultimately you know, this is what brings us together, right? As a community, because an entrepreneur understands an entrepreneur. So beyond being a CPA, I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I will always be an entrepreneur um, even when I stop being a CPA. So, um, you know, I, I love I love community and um, I love to meet with as many amplifiers as, um, as possible. Super cool. Thank you so much. And <laughs> keep on tuning in and keep on amplifying. We look forward to catching you on the next show. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.